Welcome to the Artificial Intelligence Podcast with your host, Dr. Tony Huang. I talk anything and everything that has to do with AI, ML, and data science. Into the latest technology uh, concepts around big data, you've likely heard the term data lake. So what is a data lake? Um, it's uh, A data lake is, is basically this um, concept of holding a vast amount of raw unstructured data in its native format. Um, therefore, you need a device that um, supports a flat file system, which means you can use a mainframe if you want. So the whole concept is the data lake holds the data, and then uh, the data is then moved on to other servers for processing. So most enterprises go with the Hadoop file system, otherwise known as HDFS, uh, because it's designed for fast processing of large uh, data sets and is used in a big data environment where a data lake is likely to be used. So the support for native um, format data brings a key benefit. So for instance, if I want to get a ridiculous amount of data and then figure out what to do with it later, that fits in uh, the mantra of what Data, scient data scientists use data lakes for. Now we have um, things that are known and unknown that people on the data lake side are you know, taking keep um, that might be interesting and you know, take order out of the mass later on. So we could not guess today what's valuable from the things that we're throwing out later on. So that's when we turn to data lakes now, um, there's there's a lot of services out there, like for instance, Stitch, for instance, which is an ETL service that connects uh, multiple cloud data sources. Um, and basically, if you're not sure when you're going to use the data and it's not important to have sub-second access um, and, and you want to store it in a low cost format, the data lake is the right format. It's often, um, you know, case of if you don't capture the data now, you never, you know, get it again. So it's important to future-proof yourself in that aspect. So let's go over um, how data lakes are different from a data warehouse. Now, data um, repositories are nothing new. Um, data warehouses have been around for decades, and while you know, in it's it's a uh, while it is natural to compare data warehouses to data lakes, there are fundamental differences that separate data warehouses from data lakes, um, ranging from the kind of data stored to how it's processed. So data lakes don't require specialty hardware. Um, one of the key differences between a data lake and a data warehouse is that a data lake doesn't require any specific hardware or software unlike um, a data warehouse. And another thing is that data lakes are more flexible. So uh, a data lake holds a vast amount of raw unstructured data in its native format, whereas data warehouses is much more structured into like folders, rows, and columns. So as a result, a data lake is a, um, much more flexible about its data uh, than a data warehouse is. So that's important because of the 80% rule. So back in 1998, uh, 
Merrill Lynch estimated that 80% of corporate data is unstructured, and that has remained essentially true up until today. Um, that in turn means data warehouses are severely limited in their potential data analysis scope. Um, so that means that uh, data lakes are more useful than data warehouses because you can gather and store data now, even if you're not using elements of that data, but uh, you know it can go back like weeks, months, or even years later on, and then you can perform analysis on like old data that might not um, otherwise have been discarded. So a flexibility-related difference between the data lake and data warehouses is uh, schema on read versus uh, schema on write. So a, a schema is a logical description of the entire database with a name and the uh, descriptions of the records of all kinds of, of uh, record types. So a, a, a data warehouse applies schema on write. So you have to know exactly how to structure the data before you save it. And that means a lot of uh, preparation before intake or at least you know before storage. Um, by contrast, data lakes apply schema on read. So you can format it as you read and process it. Now schema on read means you can throw everything into a bucket like log files, uh, web files, or things that have no meaningful structure and then figure it out later. A data warehouse is highly structured. You have to really understand the data before you do anything on it. So with a data lake, you can bring it iteratively through a maturity cycle from raw source data to structured projections. So you can see it um, along the way and you don't have to um, be beholden on like data engineers and IT to productize the, the data before it's usable. Um, so each data element in a lake is assigned a unique identifier and it's tagged with a set of extended metadata tags. So when someone performs a business query based on a specific metadata, all the data is tagged uh, and then analyzed for the query or whatever question. Um, so unlike a, a data warehouse, data lakes don't have an underlying database. Um, instead, data lakes use a flat file system. So with a, a database, you have uh, you have to choose like data and columns before you write to it. The trade-off is that it it might take a while to insert the data into a database, but when you do a query, it's a lot faster than a data lake which has to process the data as it's, as it's reading it. So with a, a data lake, you can put data into a store, you know, any way you like. Um, that allows you to, to write data in a flexible schema and then query later, but um, you know, that it's orders of magnitude slower. So um, the one element um, those servers don't um, do well is metadata management. So things like um, what goes into which folder, uh, you know, when it when it is it aged out, um, those are like the type of problems that uh, that doesn't really uh, do well. So you have to um, roll your own when you're doing a service like that. 
so let's take a look at like enterprise class data lake software that's available now. Um, for the longest time, the double edged sword around data lakes was that they could be done with existing hardware and free open source software. Um, the advantage was that, you know, um, they're use you could like use your own existing hardware <clears throat> and free open source uh, software. Uh, the problem was the lack of um, commercially um, supported software from a traditional mature uh, data warehouse firm, which most people want. Um, that has since changed, and traditional companies like Teradata and Oracle offer uh, commercial data lake products, um, as do specialized big data vendors like Hortonworks or uh, Cloudera. Um, Amazon... Uh, Microsoft, Google, and IBM all offer a variety of data lake tools along uh, with their basic cloud storage services so you can build your data lake on-premise or in the cloud. So let's go take a look at some uh, commercial data lake products. So there's uh, Apache uh, NiFi. Um, this Apache license open source tool is used for data routing and transformation in data lakes and analytics. Um, it's available as a commercial product from Hortonworks under the name Dataflow. There's Cambridge uh, Semantics, uh, which is the second one. That's uh, the latest version of its Anzo uh, Smart Data Lake product, which adds a semantic layer to data on both ingestion and read. So you can do on-demand preparation and analysis. Um, it also has like graph models to display the, the data analysis visually. The third one is Hitachi's uh, Ventura. So um, which uh, Hitachi Ventura, which owns uh, Pentaho, um, which first coined the term data lake, um, is known for its data integration tools beyond just like data lakes and offers integrations with um, Hadoop, Spark, Kafka, uh, NoSQL, to um, provide security, governance, um, integration, and data transformation. The third one is Trifecta. Um, it's Wrangler software uses AI and machine learning algorithms to automate and simplify uh, the processing of data and interactions with um, the ana uh, analysts and, and business users. So it visually tracks and presents the, the lineage of data transformation steps for specific data sets and across multiple workflows. Um, the last one is uh, Zolani, uh, which offers like a an enterprise data lake platform called Zolani Data Platform, which includes support for cloud and on-premise um, development. It's got a management um, platform, data catalog, zones for data governance, and um, self-service data prep tools that cover end-to-end -end processing. So let's talk about when to avoid data lakes. Um, so a, a data lake is not for everyone. Some companies may need it. Some companies might even, uh, you know, uh, not need it because it might actually make things worse. So, for instance, um, data lakes are not for real-time work. So if you're looking for real-time, up-to-date info, a data lake is not for you. Um, it's for historical data. So you're still going to need a fast transactional system. Now, some industries um, won't allow data lakes due to their unorganized nature. 
So there's no strong data governance of random bits and files, and no one understands what governance processes are around the data lake. So a prerequisite would be a strong data governance position. Um, so the org organization would have to be at um, <clears throat> like an intermediate or advanced level of maturity to govern data processes in a data lake from taking it in and um, cleaning it to passing it out to the organizations. Um, now, some people might not think data lakes are a good idea at all. Uh, in most cases, data lakes are a sign of laziness on the side of IT and not a case of strategic thinking. Um, the laziness is putting all of our data in one place and then we'll just think about it later. So um, if you don't know the problem you're trying to solve, um, you're just collecting as many bricks as you can before, you know, because one day you want to, to build something. So um, if you don't have a plan, you know, all you have is a pile of bricks. And, you know, what if you need like wooden beams, for instance? So if you uh, started with a design, you would know what to do with it. Um, so like uh, this is like a movie we've seen before in terms of, uh, you know, seeing what's happening uh, uh, with data warehouses where there's different actors, uh, but the, the plot's the same and the, the end's the same. So, you, so you're going to waste a lot of money on a data lake um, like you did on, on like a data warehouse if you don't know what to do with it strategically. A data lake with no purpose is an expensive just-in-case approach. But when it's done strategically, it's an excellent way to store information that you want to analyze and act on in different ways over time. Um, customer patterns, for uh, for example, because you didn't process it to the point where it can be used um, only do one thing as, you know, in a typical data warehouse. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can contact me at T-O-N-Y-P-H-O-A-N-G dot com for more information on AI, ML, and data science.